Assalamu alaikum, Suhail. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you so much for joining us in In Conversation With. So um, I know that you are renowned for um, being in this year's Apprentice, for mm -hmm. going through the most grueling <laughs> process. Um, but we want to know more about your background. So can you tell us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, of course. So, uh, yeah, my name is Sahel, as you probably know. <laughs> so I'm from Southampton, so a little place called Southampton. And uh, yeah, like um, I kind of grew up with not many things uh, to my name at all. Alhamdulillah, I built everything for myself. So I ended up going into accounting. Um, I got fired from accounting. And then all of a sudden I started a business with 200 pounds. Alhamdulillah, I did very, very well. And I got set and sorted with things, started my business, mm. decided to go into a show called The Apprentice. And now here I am on Islam Channel. The rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. So to speak. You got into accounting. You obviously got into fitness. Your current business is fitness, martial arts. Tell us a bit mm. about that. Yeah, so for me, um, I did martial arts when I was a kid. Mm. And I loved it because mm. it changed my life. And I was at this point in my life where it was like, what do I do next? I can either go to, so I finished university and I had a choice, accept a job at one of the biggest account companies in the world or teach people how to kick and punch. Now, Asian families, <laughs> we all know what they're going to say, right? It's doctor, accountant, lawyer is one of those ones. So they were there like, right, go for being an accountant. And that's what I did. Um, I started to do it, but um, I got fired from accounting, but I went back to my passion because I love to help people and I wanted to give back to people as well. So yeah, I started a business. I literally went out, started teaching a couple of people. Next thing you know, Alhamdulillah, I had so many people coming to me. We had hundreds and hundreds of members come very, very quickly. And it grew based on passion. That was it. And, you know, fitness is obviously very important. And um, how kind of like, how have you seen your business grow? Like, you know, from when you started, you said you started from 200 pounds to like growing it now. Um, how has it changed over the years, you would say? So it's just the incredible growth. I mean, I saw the growth and I kind of worked with it at the same time. So, you know, I started teaching my first class. I remember I went to a teacher's first class, right? I booked in, I think about like 30 or 40 people into this class. The maximum capacity of the hall was about 25. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, you know, no one's going to turn up. Like, who am I to do it, right? Nothing's going to happen. I rocked up on the first day. There were so many kids and I was like, uh oh, here we go. <laughs> I had to get a lot of help just to manage that class. And it was crazy. But then you roll with it. Then all of a sudden it was there like, okay, cool. I can get somebody else in to teach this class. And um, it just scaled up from there, you know? I started to expand out more and more, brought on instructors, brought on franchise owners, and alhamdulillah grew to what it was today. And how important is it to have like a role model like yourself coming from um, like an Asian background, South Asian background, for younger kids to, to see that? Do you know what? That, that's an interesting one because I, I feel like I never really had that if I'm honest. So mm. when I was um, growing up, I never really had a strong Muslim role model that I could look up to. Not somebody who was in the spotlight mm. for a good amount of time and that you could really, really look up to. You know, they were a good role, role model throughout. Um, I didn't really feel like I had that, but I feel like it's important. I feel like you need to have someone that you can aspire to be like so that when you are doing things, you know, you've got that in the back of your mind, like, okay, cool, what would this person do? And I want to be that for other people. So, you know, if there are other people watching and following my page and seeing what I'm doing, inshallah, I could be that person, you know, that people can look to and be like, okay, hold on, he's doing this, this, this. I want to be like that as well. Mm -hmm. And mashallah, you're a successful businessman at such a young age. Tell us about 
the charity, the charitable side of yourself and how you first got into charities. Mm. Well, it's really weird because um, a couple of my friends were doing a charity car wash in Southampton. And um, I went over and I was like, oh, do you know what? I'll go along to it. I'll support them. And I put something on social media for them as well. So I did that. I went out, did that little thing, put out a little video. I had loads of charities reach out to me. <laughs> like so many of them reached out and they were there like, we want to work with you. We want to do this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to lots of them. And um, now I've started to get involved more with them. And I flew out to Lebanon a few weeks ago. Mm. It was crazy. I went on a charity deployment. It was incredible because when you mm. go there, you're actually seeing what happens. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's sad to see at the same time because these are kids who have literally nothing. And you, you, you do end up seeing that side of things, mm. but it's an incredible eye-opener at the same time. It makes you so grateful for everything that you've got in life. Mm. And... Um, yeah, next thing you know, here I am, do more and more charity work. And um, it's, alhamdulillah, I've been blessed with it, you know. Mm. Allah chooses the people he wants to be working on things like that. Um, and I've been blessed with it. And uh, and, and tonight, um, actually, it, it's great because it, we are in Ramadan and um, you're going to be doing some work with Islamic Help tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you be doing over there yeah so with islamic help we're talking about um sending orphans to umrah Mm -hmm. which is a very very unique appeal so i love stuff like that so working with orphans is my thing because i came from a household where i didn't have guidance or anything like that and if i can support orphans and do do it through a means of charity it's the best thing possible so when all of a sudden you're sending these orphans to umrah giving them one hell of an experience that's insane like that's so so good and i'm more than happy to work with them help promote it help push it out so yeah i'll be live doing that charity appeal I haven't done live tv before this will be brand new we'll see how it goes hopefully it won't mess up it'll be like a task oh god oh god let's not go back to the task again that's like ptsd for that's me it. it's, it's coming back <laughs> someone will be making notes on one side and eventually we're fired that's it, yeah. it is with no we won't go there yeah so it's it's a journey of a lifetime right and mm. and to be able to be part of that and be able to give them that how does that make you feel it was incredible so we went out to Lebanon and we had all these kids in front of us half the time we weren't giving them the food packages we had food packages that we gave to a lot of the elders but for the younger kids we were there just having fun with them and I kid you not seeing the smiles on their faces it's like the first time that they're having fun in so long and it's so incredible to see we went to this mall in uh, Lebanon and they brought some of the orphans there and as soon as we got there, we were assigned some of them. They ran riot. Like we had about five kids each and they just spread across the whole place. There's loads of different floors in the mall. I lost them all. I just lost them all. Oh like God. it was a disaster, okay? <laughs> I would not be good as a parent, let's put it that way, okay? But I spoke to them afterwards and then I understood why. These kids had never been to a mall before. Wow. This is the first time that they've ever been to a mall like this. And they got mm. so excited. They just ran, they wanted to go see everything. and. I was like, that's incredible. Mm. You know, it's absolutely incredible. When you get to see that firsthand as well, mm. it's insane. Like, it's such a rewarding feeling. And I remember leaving that day like, wow, like these kids don't have anything. You give them that small bit of happiness. Yeah. It, there's so much, um, what's the word? Like uh, self-fulfillment in what you do when you do things like that. It's, it's incredible. Mm. Now, going to The Apprentice, which... <laughs> the, the hot topic. The hot topic, which a lot of people... <laughs> Uh, would would want to be kind of like hearing from you, um, apart from if they've watched you, um, Apprentice, you're fired because obviously that that was that's a really good episode as well uh, with you on it. You you kind of like 
you've come across as one of the good guys, like a really solid character. And, I, and a lot of people were really gutted, including myself, when, when you left. Um, but tell us, like, what were the highlights of your experience? Cool. No, I appreciate that as well, by the way. Mm. It's always nice to hear that, which is good. Um, but the experience as a whole was incredible. Mm. Like, I can't stress enough. Like, when you go onto a show like that, um, you have your ups and downs. You will have the highest highs mm. and the lowest lows mm. because you may win a task, but then you get slammed in the boardroom and then you're there like, oh man, this is going so badly. Mm. And when you're in that confined environment as well, mm. you can't go speak to everyone. You haven't got a support network. It's mm. just you in that house yeah. against all these other people that you, that you share in the house with. It's such a surreal experience. Mm. But coming off the back of it, the exposure, the opportunities afterwards has been insane. And mm. I mean, absolutely insane. Like things you just can't have ever dreamed of. I didn't think I'd be flying out to Lebanon and doing all these things, you know, being able to make a difference in people's lives, even being here today on Islam channel. Um, yeah, just everything's just been crazy. But being on the actual show, I love some of the stuff. So for example, being out on Dubai in the jet skis, that for me- That was amazing. That was a highlight. Yeah. That was an absolute highlight. And I remember, cause we were racing, it's me, Vic and Marnie, and we were just racing up and down. Not Marnie though, she can't, she can't ride a jet ski. <laughs> She was like, how does this work? <laughs> and I'm there like, bye, <laughs> when I'm gone. It's <laughs> in a way. But now it's incredible. We had lots of, uh, lots of fun experiences, lots of funny moments as well. Me, Avi and Mark, we shared a room as well. Uh, the number of stories <laughs> that I've got, late night conversations is insane. I'm not gonna share them today. <laughs> but you make incredible experiences and incredible friends as well. Mm -hmm. Like Avi, for instance. You've kept in touch. You've kept in touch with everyone. Avi's one of your close ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a lot of the close uh, people from the show as well, but Avi as well. Um, people started to put us two together. We're like a brown version of Ant and Deck right now, apparently. So there nice. you go. You might see more and more things from us. Who we'll knows? do a golden handcuff deal with the Islam channel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sort it out. That's we'll, it. That's we'll, it. We'll right? Speak to me yeah. off camera. That's right? it. <laughs> we'll talk to your people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk to my agent. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it'd be incredible. So yeah, me and Abby, like we get along really, really well. We share a lot of these same mindsets. This is one of the things as well, because when you go to a show like that, mm. everyone, they're all business people in their own rights. And everyone's an alpha when you go on there as well, which is what causes the drama. Men and women, just like, yeah. yeah. So everyone butts heads. I mean, yes. they choose them on purpose, right? You choose yeah. the people who are the ones who want to be the leaders all the time, mm. who want to step in. Mm. Um, but then outside the process, you get along so well. Mm. Like, you know, these are like-minded people. And, you know, obviously it's TV, so you can see one side compared to another. But realistically, most people are smart business people. Mm. <laughs> we'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. So, um, you know, like like you said, it's, it's all confined. You know, you don't have that support network apart from the people that are in, in the house, which is mm -hmm. a very nice house, mashallah. <laughs> um, but, like, tell us about, like, you know, like, are you in touch with your family during that time at all? How, how does it work? No, so I mean, that's going to be classed as an advantage. So you're not allowed to get in touch with your family at all. You have one phone call a week, that's it. Gosh. Otherwise, it's just you in that house alone. So you can't have phones, there's no TVs, there's no outside connection. Even when we went to other places. So let's say um, the first one, we went to Antigua. I was thinking, hmm, okay, Antigua, there's a hotel phone. I can use that, I can call back and be like, hey guys, I'm in Antigua. Nope, they cut off the whole phones. Wow. All of the phone lines were cut off, and I mean like disconnected properly. Um, so you're in a room with no electronic devices, not even a radio. Like they cut out the radio parts as well, and then that's it, you're just there by yourself. So you are in isolation, Yeah. but that puts you on a level playing field. I get why they do it, because then you don't have a business advantage mm. compared to everyone else. I wouldn't have been able to Google and find out all the local attractions in Antigua, so when we're putting on a tour, I'd have mm. an advantage, 
couldn't do that. Mm. And you mentioned exposure earlier on. Mm. And, and, and obviously, that means that essentially you, you are a role model. So you, you now have become a role model because you, you're, you're clever, you're a good guy. And, and also like being a Muslim as well. How important is it? Yeah, for you to be rep- representing that, right? Because you are representing. Mm. Well, I hope I'm a good role model. <laughs> we'll start with that first of all. Um, but no, Alhamdulillah for it. Like, um, it's incredible because I have a platform and whenever I post something on Instagram, I'll have a lot of people messaging back just saying like, thank you for this, thank you for that. Mm. And, um, you know, if I do something, people will often follow as well. And that's that comes with a lot of responsibility at the same time. Mm. If I was to go out and start doing all these bad things, a lot of people will follow that. And when you are a Muslim on TV as well, mm. there's going to be a certain expectation. And, you know, inshallah, I can live up to it. You know, I want to mm. be the best person I can be. I'm not going to fake who I am or anything like that, mm. but, you know, I'm going to be the best person that I can be. No one's a perfect Muslim. I'm never going to claim to be a perfect Muslim at all, but I'm trying my best. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's all that counts for me. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's nice to see, actually, I think we were speaking earlier on, like when you had that victory over at the O2, um, you know, everybody had champagne. So you were you were able to keep that identity without having to compromise, right? Mm. And I, I said this before I went in as well, because I remember speaking to some of my um, family members mm. and they, we spoke about it because there's going to be champagne, there's going to be alcohol and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And my family had a lot of confidence in me that I wouldn't lose myself. Mm. And alhamdulillah for it, I'm never going to be that type of person, inshallah. And were you able to, um, like, do your, like, pray five times a day and stuff? Because it's quite intense, the filming and mm. everything. Were you still able to, you know, keep up with all of those yeah, things? Yeah, so here's something interesting for you, because um, the, the filming is very, very intense. Mm. And um, if you don't have a phone, there's no phone, oh, no yes. laptop, no TV. You can't tell the time when you're in there as well. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, some of us had iPods and stuff like that, so you might be able to tell on there. If we didn't have those, the only way you'd be able to tell the time was from the clock on the oven in the kitchen. Oh. That was it. <laughs> so, um, but the production company, one thing I will say is that the BBC were incredibly nice. Mm. Um, and the production company as well. So whenever it was prayer times, they would, they would remind me. Oh, and that's if really great. we yeah. were in some other place, if I was in Antigua, for example, I didn't know which way the Qibla was. Oh, yes. And so I'd go and ask them and they'd be like... Well, what's a Qibla? <laughs> That'd be the first thing they'd ask. And then all of a sudden I'm educating them as well on it. And they tell me where it is. And they were very, very helpful. So they tell me what time. They knock on the door, give me a reminder, like that it's prayer times and whatever else. They were very, very handy with stuff like that. Like very, very good to me. Mm. The boardroom. I know we are in a boardroom at the moment, but a little bit more relaxed boardroom. Um, this, this is so much more relaxed. I prefer this. Isn't it? You should have had this in the That's it. You, even <laughs> if you got told you're fired, you'd be like, oh, okay. It's all right. Nice boardroom. It's all good. <laughs> Layers, Alan. But like, <laughs> Lord Sugar. Um, I was going to say, like, um, how is it really savage? Like, you know, when you are in there, because obviously it, it, it is television. Mm. Um, but um, but it, it's stressful, right? You know, because you're having to justify yourself and all of that kind of thing. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, it can be. So a lot of the times you kind of sat there. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. The TV world is very, very slow. So half the time you sat there bored <laughs> because you've been waiting for ages. They're like, all right, come on. I just want to get in there and start filming now. Mm. You know, you wake up really early hours. You get to a couple of places. You just sat there kind of bored sometimes. That's why mm. when you see my face in them, they're like, just this the whole time, just straight faced. <laughs> is that the side eye? Is that where the side eye is? That is where the side eye comes from. Okay, basically, right? Like a lot of the times, yeah, you're sat there for ages. You hear that you lose, you're like, for God's sake. 
here we go. <laughs> and so a lot of times it's just me being grumpy because we've waited for so long. That's all it was. Um, but yeah, that, that did pretty well online though, didn't it? Social media loved that part, the side eyes. <laughs> That's it. Actually, like, it feels a lot friendlier this year. I think, you know, there's a really good camaraderie. It's, it's a competition. Um, but it feels like everybody's kind of really friendly with each other. There, you know, there are lots of laughs and um, lots of puns from um, Lord Sugar. Um, what was that like? Mm. Yeah, it was good. Do you know what? It was good. Um, I feel like that happens a lot of the time. So a lot of the time there is a lot of fun that happens behind the scenes because I can't stress enough. Like um, there's so many moments where we just have an absolute laugh, you know, the bow bun task. There were so many things that happened. There's one part where we managed to sell the bow bun to the client called Trevor, right? We walked out of there. We were laughing our heads off because he bought that little frog dinosaur alien thing. Yeah. I, I don't even know what it was. I had to ask Trevor what he thought it was. He said it was a dinosaur. And I went, yep, that's damn good dinosaur. He went, I love it. And we were there like, how did you just buy all that? Was it for, it was for the anniversary or something or a launch party? It was... It was quite... It was so bad, I can't even remember. It was quite... there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, wow, they sold it. <laughs> yep. And the, the, but the thing is, right, we, we did that. We went out there. We were cry laughing on camera. <laughs> Literally. Simba had tears running down his whole face. We were laughing on camera for ages. We thought it was going to be included, but it all got cut. Oh. And so I think it happens each year where it is quite lighthearted. It can be quite lighthearted, but it depends entirely on the edits, whatever they want to show. If they want to make it more serious or more lighthearted, it comes down to that. But we did get along really well. We had so many laughs, like so, so many laughs. You can name one task each and I can give you like something funny that happened on every single one, which didn't make the cut. So it's one of those ones. The Apprentice clearly changed your life. Mm -hmm. How would you say it has changed your life? So Alhamdulillah, it's been an absolute blessing. Like the platform as a whole, I've had so many opportunities off the back of it, like so, so many, even flying out to Lebanon as part of the charity trip, being able to go out, help other kids, you know, with all the issues that they go through, being able to feed people, things like that, the charity side of things, the business opportunities as well has been incredible. I've had so many people reach out. Mm -hmm. Social media has become a big thing. Um, I never thought I'd be doing TikTok, but there we go. They verified me in 10 days, by the way. Nice. Which was insane. I was there like, wait, am I a TikTok or no? Like, Got a I'm a business tick. person. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're not on Instagram yet. Hopefully soon, inshallah. Legit. When um, they watch this. <laughs> well, they, yeah, there we go. There That's we go. <laughs> but no, Alhamdulillah, it's been an incredible mm. like, opportunity and platform so Much. far. The connections that you make is unreal. Yeah. And the use that you can have in the future is incredible. You just have to make use of it properly. That's all it is. A lot of people who often have a platform like this maybe get carried away with the whole the celebrity and the fame side of things as well. Because mm. you do have a lot of people reaching out mm. to you. But... It's about making use out of it the way that you want to make use out of it. What was actually, what was your um, business proposal? Had you won The Apprentice, mm. what would it have been? So mine was the martial arts club. So mm. Alhamdulillah, it does really well right now. Mm. I've got like um, a handful of franchises yeah. and it's taken that across the UK. Mm -hmm. So it would have been interesting to see though, because if I'd gotten to the interview rounds, they would have been like, right, what are you going to use the 250k for? Mm. I don't actually have anything to use it for. <laughs> Mine isn't a capital heavy business, so I would have got roasted at that stage. So thank God I didn't get there. Um, but that would have been it. Otherwise, taking it across the UK, which is what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, wow. And um, in terms of like stuff that you're doing like mm. now, you know, like what's next for Sahel? Well, that's an interesting one because opportunities come left, right, and center. Like left, right, and center is crazy. So I've already got a fair few companies set up. 
Um, one of them, the newest one, is going to be a brand new perfume company, which inshallah should be quite cool. Oh, wow. So I'm um, looking to get that all started soon. Um, I've got a lot of the social media stuff happening. Mm. My martial arts is my baby. Yeah, that's my. That's like the bread and butter for me, mm. and that's the business which I'm going to be taking forward like further and further, as well as that consulting as well. You know, people have reached out to me for business advice, yes. uh, want me to join them on their business ventures. Mm. So that's a lot of opportunities. Alhamdulillah for it. Mm-hmm. And what would you say, like, uh, as advice for younger people that want to get into business or maybe not even considering business? Um, what would your advice be? That's a really good one there. And I love it when people ask me that question because I always say, fail as many times as you can. Mm. The reason why I say that is because you should go out and try millions and millions of different things. Every single time you fail, you pick up a new uh, skill or you've learned a lesson about what not to do. So when it comes to actually running the business full on, you know what to do and what not to do already at that stage. Mm. So do as much as you can. Try as much as you can. If you fail, it's a good thing. Because then for the future, you're going to be 100% better. That's when you get to scale up your business big time. Mm. So go out and try things. Don't be scared of it. Go out and make it happen. Mm. And finally, how has your faith in a way like guided you in into success? And do you feel that your faith has something to do with it? Yeah, that's a good one. That is. Um, I think it has because faith for me, being a Muslim, mm-hmm. I've always... Well, at least I hope so. I've always kept grounded. So, you know, I never want to lose myself and be that person. You know, Alhamdulillah, when I was uh, 22 or 23, I bought a sports car. You know, I bought a sports car, bought a property, and Alhamdulillah, I started to do pretty well. And that was five years ago, five, six years ago. And um, faith for me has always kept me grounded. I never want to be the person that loses themselves. They're like, right, I'm this big person now. I can do this, 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 this. Most people may not know about, like, the stuff that I've got. Um... And I always want to stay grounded as a person. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's what faith has been about. And um, do you know what? Alhamdulillah for it. Alhamdulillah that I've never kind of lost myself at that young age and gone off on crazy things and mm-hmm. going off to like parties and things like that and just living that crazy, crazy lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. that's not me as a person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like faith has kept me grounded to that and would always keep me grounded to that. Mm-hmm. It would help me just not lose myself. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's why, I mean, this is more about like your opinion. Do you think that's why so many sports sportsmen, uh, athletes um, convert to Islam? Because you come from a fitness background, you know, Mm. so there's a lot of discipline, especially with martial arts. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, potentially. I mean, um, it's it's, it's a tricky one when it comes to stuff like that. But Mm. for me personally, like, yeah, I come from sports and um, it's always always kind of kept me grounded. You know, I've always wanted to do whatever I can in sports, make it as good as I can, but I've always kept religion there at the same time. Let's talk legacy. How would you like to be remembered? If someone says, Hail Chaudhry, and you'd be like, this is how I would like people to remember me by. I want to be remembered as a person who's helped loads of people. That's what it is for me. And I want to be able to just touch on people's lives and for them to be like, do you know what? Sahel sat down with me for that five minutes, that 10 minutes. He said something which was a golden piece of advice. It changed my life. I want people to remember me like that. And... You know, it can be by just being sat down with them for five minutes or it can be me um, through the martial arts business teaching people. Because we have people, for example, who come to us. These are uh, married women who come to us and they go through domestic violence. Mm-hmm. That's sad to see. You know, I hate seeing stuff like that. Absolutely hate it. And if all of a sudden I could change lives for people like that as well. And and these are the same people who are there like, Do you know what, this is the house company. It's changed my life. Um, it's made a difference. 
that's perfect. But for me, a legacy is about changing lives so that when I'm gone, people, people's lives are still being changed. That's what it's about for me. Sahil, thank you so much for your time and no doubt we will see you soon, inshallah. Thank you very much for having me, inshallah. That's it, that's it. This is the side eye. Oh,